0: to say to somebody Don't be weary in your well doing Cause you will reap if you faint not Don't you faint What you You can be seated, but don't you faint. word on this morning was you just get to know him then he'll show you who you are and then he'll show you his purpose and when that comes from such a fresh young oracle or God <laughs> takes all the wind right out yourselves. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just give you your due. I honor you in this house, for it is your house, God. I thank you that you're seated on the throne. I thank you that you are a good father. And we just relinquish it all to you because you're worthy. I Thank you for being so great in this moment, God. We just bow in your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And in Genesis 2 and 25, it (laughs) says, Jesus, it says, and they were both naked, the man and the wife, and they were not ashamed. And just for a thought, we want to have just that, naked and not ashamed. And you know, (laughs) sometimes you think you have stripped it all and you walk naked and then God has sent a young oracle like that, strip you right in front of yourself (laughs) and remind you that he's still in control. So good. He's so good, he's so good. Have you ever noticed how a little child will run naked through a room full of strangers? And they're never even embarrassed. You know how they do, you saw that picture, didn't you? Well, (laughs) when I wrote this down, I didn't know how naked I was gonna be. But that's what I feel in my heart right now. Bree said, I don't want another conference. We don't want to go and hear another sermon, we just need to be changed. And we're already in his image, if we can get a hold of that, that he loves us, he knows us, we know him, and we can move in the things he's called us to do. And so today, all I could feel was, that's where I want to walk at today. Because I really, in my spirit, (laughs) they were saying this morning, um, Sister Kim, come, and she'll do this and do that. But somewhere God is mellowing me. But I was really so glad to hear that they uh, finally see the other side. Because sometimes you can go like a a, a bull in a china factory, and do you really get what God wants done? And so over time, he's got a way of doing that. And so, when the word came forth, we they prayed for us this morning. And when the word came forth, that you can see on both ends, I went, <laughs> it's all about God. But I felt it when I came in that that I, I find myself tired of, uh, of of being bullied by the devil. I see him bullying God's people when he is the King of Kings and he's the Lord of Lords. But you got to know him to know that and to not be bullied and see my thought was so many times that um things that we say seem too raw to people but i think until we really get down and dirty with it we're never going to be changed and so that's what the lord showed me that we could be naked and not ashamed and let me tell you what naked that's what this what i saw with naked he said he said i'm going to break loose to be naked is to break loose is to cast off any restraints. See, sometimes we have such restraints that even as uh, Bryn said this morning, we think the veil is there to keep us all covered up and hid, but the veil was torn so we can get out to do the work. We got to have that fellowship and relationship with God, and then he'll show us where we need to go. He'll show us who it is we need to speak to. He'll do that, but I kept seeing, even while I was doing this, was that if we're holding tight, that's the way I was seeing it, because of our hurts and our pains and our misunderstandings and people just don't get us, then that thing I have in me at 60 years old, is not going to come out and I was saying to him all this time since October or whatever it was she a long time ago said this that God is saying but you got to have this so that you can do what needs to be done because people need to be released and the only way that's going to happen is that you be naked and not ashamed hallelujah so God is saying that there's a, a the mighty challenge to be here today. And I heard that word. He is challenging us to change. He wants change in our life. And one of the greatest challenge of our walk with God is to uh, resist the temptation of allowing what happened to us in the past to determine what happens to us today. <laughs> oh, Jesus. One of the greatest challenges for us today is to resist the temptation of allowing what happened to us in the past to determine what happens to us today. We each must understand and declare, I am not what happened to me yesterday. I endured what happened to me, but I am not what happened to me yesterday. I wanna stop there right a minute blessed us last night that at seven years old, this happened and 20 years old, this happened, but I'm going to tell you some things happened to me yesterday. I'm talking about a right now yesterday that tried to, to just wreck my world. And God said, it may have happened. And I'm not trying to belittle anything that has happened in your life. I'm not saying that at all, but some of us are so plagued all of our lives because of broken promises. It happens. Setbacks, they happen. Lost of mates. Molestation. Yeah. You know, those things that we don't want to say out loud. Failed relationships, whether that be with a sister in Christ, whether that be with a a mate, whatever that looks like to you. All of that makes us just want to give up and back up. And like I said, I'm not trying to make light of that. Not at all. Because those are some hard things. Those are some hurting things. And only God can heal those things right where you hurt. And that's the word from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Like even right now today. He just went and washed right through my spirit. That's how I know to say to you, don't you get weary in well-doing. Don't you do it. Don't you give up. But we have allowed the past events to eat at us like a cancer. See, and I understand what cancer is like. My mother lived one month after diagnosed cancer. And the things that I saw going in that tube and out that tube, it was a horrible thing. You hear me when I'm saying It's all up in there. And that cancer sometime I go a while without anybody even detecting it. Cause how are you, I'm blessed. And how are you, I'm doing good. How are you? You understand what I'm saying? That's what we do, so that cancer just gets in there and it just uh, it just uh, stirs and 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 just eats at our very core. And God said He wants that out today. It don't even get detected because we're so busy covering it up with that veil, the very veil that He rent that we can be free, the very veil. So then He says it devours the victim. I'm coming after the victim today. The victim until it'll just take us out because we don't have to be victims because he already did it for us. It's a done deal, but we coming after the hurt. We coming after the residue today. It's time for it to be gone. So I say to some people, let the past be the past at last. Let it go. You're tired of going through what you're going through. Well, people's like, well, you just say that. No, I'm saying, cause I know. I may sound harsh sometimes. It may sound rough, but I'm saying what's on the other side of through. Is the very thing that God has for you. It's the very thing that's gonna give you that life that you need. It's the very thing. But you have to be brave enough to go on through it. So, negative uh, impressions and memories and flashbacks, they just strengthen themselves by just keep rehearsing it over and over. And look at what I did I put over and over, dot, the dot, the dot, the dot, the dot, and over in our minds. They just keep plaguing at you. Just keep ripping at the very core of the who you are. Past failures, they'll get you every time. God is saying it's over. You know, I was reading this article and it said it was like bad reruns. You know, you could be watching, I think it's that TV One or something. They play that same old stuff over and over and over and over and over. And you find yourself just sitting there watching it. You don't even like it. And then you find yourself, this word, got me, transfixed on the screen. It's like someone tied you to a chair and holds you down. And you don't have to let the past hold you hostage anymore. But to look at the word transfixed, because y'all know a word, I like words. (laughs) Transfixed, it says it causes someone to become motionless paralyzed. Have you ever felt any of that? Bewitched. Hmm. Captive. But Galatians 3 and 1 says oh foolish Galatian women <laughs> who's bewitched you that you should not obey the truth. Who's bewitched you? The truth is the veil is rent. The truth is is that you are him. The truth is even what Pastor Bree preached on last night. We're made in his image. That's the truth. But who's bewitched you to think that you cannot do this? Are are you so foolish having began in the spirit? And now you're being made perfect by the flesh. Have you suffered many things in vain? I want to say to you, it's not in vain. Your labor <laughs> Ooh, it's not in vain in the Lord. So hang on in there. Stay with it. Stick to the plow. God's got a word. Do not allow yourself to be uh, transfixed, stuck, but allow God to do the work in you because he's already done it and it's not in vain. So if you're going to be healed, set free, if you're going to be, I heard the Holy Ghost say that again. If you're going to be healed, set free, delivered, you got to reprogram your mind. It's always going to come back to that. You have to reprogram your mind. You have control over your thoughts. I know sometimes, especially for young mothers, it doesn't feel like it because you've got 90 things going on and your, your mind is going a mile a minute and you're trying to figure it out. I'm telling you, grab that thing and stop it. Cause you have control over your mind. Your children are watching. (laughs) They're wondering what's wrong with mom. She say all that God is God, God, well, is he God or not? So he says, just get the control of that. Don't let the enemy just run you back and forth ragged like a dog chasing his tail. And that's what can happen in your life. But you have to make a choice. You gotta think about what you're meditating on. Because you're gonna become whatever you meditate on. Then the enemy knows this. So when he wants to destroy you, take your character, your witness, your testimony, See, he's not just coming to smack you around a little bit, but the word said he came to kill. Y'all know that. We know that. As sisters, we know that. He, came, he didn't come to toy with you, so we can't toy with him. He came to kill you. He came to shut your mouth. He came to rob your joy. He came to take, take you right back in the veil, <laughs> take you right on back from where God delivered you from. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But we got to know what we're meditating on. And I've been trying a long time to remember this saying, like your uh, character can take you where you give. Somebody help me with that. Your gift can take you, but your character may keep you, maybe what I'm trying to say. Because we're all gifted, but you have to have character, and the devil wants to get that. He wants to shut that down. He wants people to uh, feel like you don't have anything to say and you have something to say. God is saying that you're witness. He wants to take your very witness. These people that you've been in front of 10, 20 years uh, saying what thus saith the Lord and some are coming broadside you. And before you know it, you're saying something all crazy. And God's saying that's what the enemy does. So he just gets you to meditate on that. He, he, he just wants you to stir up in your spirit. Uh, well, maybe I can't. Maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I just wasn't the one. Maybe I didn't hear God. Who told you that? I heard her say last night. Who told you you was naked? Who told you that? Hallelujah. So it starts with the thought, and then the thought is a seed, just a simple seed. And if you don't take it into captivity. Every thought, the word says, every thought to the obedience of God, that's going to show up in your life somewhere else. Going along, things seem really good, everything's falling in place, and all of a sudden, something seems to happen because you didn't take authority over that. You didn't bind it right there where it is because you have that authority. God is saying you have to do that, but you have to bring it into obedience, obedience to the word of God. Not what you think or whatever, but it's going to show up if you don't take a hold of it. So thoughts are previews of things that are going to come if you don't take a hold of it. And this is what Jesus said about it. He taught a real um, a hard lesson. He says you got to abort that like if it's lust. You got to abort it. I mean, you got to take it and, and, and sever it because this is what the word says. You have heard it said, Matthew 5, 27, 28. Do not commit adultery, but I tell you, anyone when they look upon a woman, a man, lustfully has already committed adultery with them in their heart. See, and that's lust, but think about all these other things. Think about these warnings I want to give you today. God is saying that those things that try to take your self-esteem. See, lust is that thing that's out there. Nobody, you know, I wouldn't do that because I, uh," yeah. But even things that would take your self-esteem, even those things that would try to take your pride, even those things that would cause jealousy, even those things that would cause depression. All of those just when the thought starts. You understand what I'm saying? Then it's going to take you on, uh, on out if you don't allow God to do what he does in your life. So the day is the day to clean up the thoughts. That's all he told me to say. The warning today is to clean up the thoughts because we will become what we think. It's not just lust, but all of those areas. You wonder why some days I, just can't, I can't seem to shake that thing because that thing became a seed that became a thought that when you really ain't jealous, you see somebody with it, and you think, God, that's so awesome, or what? and then you just sit there and linger. And I hear people say, well, why is it that I try to live holy, but people seem like they're uh, uh, just going on? And God says, but you don't have to be weary in that. Celebrate that, because whatever is for you is for you. And God wants you to know that today. But the warning is, don't let depression, don't let jealousy, do not let it rob you of what God has for you. I thank God for the prayer team, and I thank for what we were able to experience today. But God has said to me on last night, as good as all of that is, and for um, uh, uh, opportunity for people to get healing and restoration, the thing that he wanted me to tell you is whether any of us ever laid hands on you or not, that seldom really will change you, us laying hands on you. The real deal is, and I into laying on hands because that's a part of what God says. That's not what I'm saying. He said, but it it seldom really changes things or delivers you from that image that you're playing over and over and over in your head. If anything, when you walk away, you're like, I felt so. And then what happened? Because you have to maintain that once God delivers you. So what we need is an interdiscipline to resist the thing before it's evident in your life. So God said, I'm just talking about the Holy Spirit. See, I'm a teacher. So I'm going to tell you about tools. I'm going to tell you about uh, uh, different ways to study. And he said, now tell them this. It's the same Holy Spirit. The word that came forth even on last night, we're already made in his image. Like she said, it's not that we don't need to study. It's not that we don't need to spend uh, spend time with God. But we just have to let his spirit say it and we do it. That's where the inner discipline comes. He's talking about an inner discipline. An inner discipline. Because when you lay hands on me, you are helping me to get where I need to be. But I've got to walk away and be disciplined. do what God has spoke through the women and men of God. You've got to do it. So it's the Holy Spirit that does the work. He's the comforter. He's the guide. He's the teacher. You know, we say that and I know we believe that, but when things are happening in our life, we have to allow him to do what he does. So I just thank God because if you don't take a hold of that, it's going to be evident in your life. (sighs) Hallelujah. So if you can see a trace of any of that in your life, and most of us can. (laughs) Whether we say it out loud or not, most of us can. So God says abort that seed now because it will cause you to miss the mark, the very thing that God has for you. And the one thing God said remind them that a moving target is not going to get hit. It's that one that has got uh, stagnant, stale, Stiff, disappointed that the enemy is just wearing you out. But God said, The moving target is the one that's not going to get hit. And He said, The thing that you stop feeding is going to die. You can't keep feeding that issue over. They did it. They said this. They told me I would never be. I had to do this, jump this hoop. I did all of that and they still. It don't matter. You just got to come to God like you are, naked and not ashamed. And just allow Him to do what He does in your life. Because if you keep feeding it, you're going to die. And if you keep feeding it, I mean, if you starve it, it's going to die. It's really simple. And when I say it's really simple, we know how it is. <laughs> when we are trying to lose weight or whatever, we study feet, and that thing won't work. But that spirit of gluttony, and what it'll die if you take hold of what God is saying. So Pastor Brianna just kept reminding us on last night that we're in the, made in the image of God. We are who God says we are. We cannot be called... In the opinion of man, God, Jesus, had he been caught. Think about what he had to go through so we could be standing here today. If you get caught in the opinion of man, that will determine who you are. He had his perspective fixed on why God called him. I heard somebody saying here he did it with joy he came for that reason so if you get to know him he tells you then you know what your call is and you'll do just that your perspective (laughs) there it is again will change and god will do the work so when you're having um uh, healing thoughts uh about yourself it frees you from the need to impress anybody so when you're having healing and healthy thoughts, I should say, about yourself. It frees you, you hear me what I'm saying, to have to impress anybody. Their opinions cease to be the shrine where you worship. And I just sit there for a while last night, and I thought, if we're not careful, that's where we get caught at. Instead of laying our all on the altar, we now are on the shrine of the people's opinion. What do they think of me? If I step out, what's going to happen? If I speak up, if I'm too loud, if I'm too low, if I am, what's going to happen? But at that point, you have not yielded to the spirit, but you have yielded to the shrine or the thoughts or the opinions of someone else. And I pray that the Spirit will reveal any area where you need to be healed in your thinking so you may fully possess what God has for you. Because like I said at first, there are people waiting for each and every one of you women. It is just no mistake that you're sitting in here today God is speaking to your life saying, get some things out, allow him to put some things in, because there are people that whatever we think we don't know, they don't even have a clue. But because all the past hurts and all the woulda, coulda, shoulda, and if I had done this, it keeps us just stuck and the people just waiting. So many people have um, to be blessed. Many people are blessed, but they're not enjoying the benefits. Not walking in the benefits. God has done it, but we're, we're taking on the offense instead of taking on the benefits. And God said he wants us to have the benefits. And we have to conquer the enemy within us. And I thought about this, and I saw this on Facebook, and, and when I saw it, I thought, wow, that's so true. And I want to speak this life into you wherever you are. What it says is, if I have to be anybody but me, by Felicia. And I thought, how true is that? If I have to be anybody but me. Man, and you know what's so funny? Boy, when I was... Um, when I was doing this at home, I was like, "Yeah, because God because <laughs> that's what I felt like. but God just um, just, <laughs> just healed me everywhere, everywhere I hurt. But the real deal is God said, "Don't you be nothing but what God called you to be. I don't care where you are. I don't care if that's in your workplace. I don't care if it's that's in your home with your husband. And I don't care if it's in the church. God is trying to heal us. God is trying to make us free. He already did it. He's trying to get us caught up to it. And there are going to be times you have to say bye to some things. People are not going to understand you. People are going to wonder why you keep talking, why you do this, why you do that. And I had this wrote on the side of the paper, and I was trying to decide if I was going to deal with this. But I need to deal with this because the enemy kept getting me with this, that we did the kryptonite. And uh, the, the kryptonite was anger for me. And I was thinking, what is that all about? And he said, anger is uh, the fact that you just not trusting me in what you see because it ain't about what you see. And he said, so you just need to trust me. And then, see, today I'm talking to you like this, cause that's just God. <laughs> because normally I'm coming from here, and um, what God said was, even me as a black woman, sometime when I open my mouth and roar like that lion that was prophesied to me this morning, I get a pushback. I get a pushback. I got two things going on. I'm a woman of color, and I'm a woman. <laughs> You know, I went through the woman thing when we first came out in ministry. But you know them black women, they're angry because they yell and they do. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm angry at the enemy for ever thinking he could tell me that. See, and I only can say for a black woman. I know we have uh, Hispanics, Latinos. We have Caucasian women. I don't know what, your, your, what that is. So I'm not trying to say <laughs> that it's any different for you. I'm telling you what it is for me. But what I want to tell you is that God <laughs> told me, you're not an angry black woman. Let me tell you what my mission is. So, ooh, <laughs> he said, I want you to embrace and identify and motivate women from spiritual and physical dysfunctions in their life to a healthy whole relationship with me. See, that's what I want. You know when he told me that? That was like in 2000. And and then when I look back, when I walk around, and when I talk to people, when I say things, that's what I do. And I remember even when my husband was pastoring the church, and people that would call, and they was ready for This woman of God, they would talk to me. But if they was ready for just that tender touch, they would talk to him. And for first in the beginning, that used to make me feel a little crazy. And God said, No, people are where they are. You got to allow them to be who they are, but don't you stop being who I called you to be. And you're not angry, you just gotta trust me. You just gotta know that I called you to embrace them in the midst of their pain and their heartache, I called you to identify what's in them and call it out and then motivate them to move forward. Don't allow them to sit there no longer. Stir it up in them because there's a lot in these women and God is saying it's time for us to go forward. He also showed me that before, don't you take on no offense. Don't you do it. Don't you take on no offense, but when you've got a chance to speak, speak and tear the devil down. That's what he's called us to do. So we have to stop allowing the facade and see ourselves as he really sees us, naked and not ashamed. So what you see today is the woman that God made me to be. I was thinking about this old song that I said I wasn't going to tell nobody. I remember doing that, coming out young, and I said I wasn't going to, but you weren't there. You don't even know what he did for me. See, so when you see me in here crazy and hollering or whatever, it's because I know where he brought me from. I know where he took this mine. I know how he helped me to raise those children. I know how he blessed me with the man of God. And even in that blessing comes some trial and comes some circumstances. But I stand here today whole and naked And not ashamed. So God showed me I can water my own field. That don't take nothing away from what you give me. Because I'll sit on the edge of my seat every time somebody breaks the word. But God said you better learn how to water your own field. You better learn how to water your own field. And when men are trying to uh, command a drought in your life, God will send a mighty storm, water everything you need. Somebody needs to hear that. When God's telling you to go and they saying stay, no, you better know how to water your own field. And God will sustain you with life. So if, not if, because there's somebody in here. They're seeing something way beyond what people see in them. People are seeing it. It's in there. And this is what he said to tell you. So if you see something beyond where you are, and if your dreams and goals often seem impossible, hold it. Save it for a minute. Hide it. Because God is trying to do something in you. And sometimes people don't understand it. Guess what? You don't understand it most of the time. But sometimes you stick it out there before it's time. And it's just squished. And you go running back. Only to have to go through another healing. So you must eat from your own garden. And anything you don't want to eat. Don't eat it. You plant from your thoughts, from what God is doing, and allow him to minister. I heard this last thing. A guy said he used to go and he would sit, and sit with his grandma. She was 92 years old. And he would just sit with her and he would think, she's just sitting there all the time. Why is she just sitting there? She, she's not doing anything but just sitting there. And he said from time to time she'd give him a little smile or whatever. But what he realized was she was eating from her own field. She was enjoying her own thoughts. She had been able to take hold of captivity of all of those things people have said and done all of those years and just sitting and basting in the very presence of God. He said, I walked away from there so refreshed, knowing that we don't have to fight. We don't have to... uh, uh, struggle, we just have to know who we are in God. And we know the kingdom of God suffers violence, but let me tell you the other piece. The the the, the violent take it by force and it's the we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So God just wants you to know today that uh He has a plan for you. He wants you to know that you can be naked and not ashamed. You don't have to put on no airs. You don't have to do any of that. You just have to know who you are in Him. And he'll do the work.